of ladies and, and gentlemen and germs and everyone else. We're back. We're back and in video, uh, not together, because not together. The big city, but <laughs> but yeah, right. no. Welcome, welcome to the first video normal episode. Service. We had a big one this as week. awkward as we can. This is this is a big week for us. We had a big week. Big this week. is a big week for us. Yeah, um, the Golden Nugget special just drops. Yep, this was probably the biggest week for us yet. Um, what was yeah. that? Four days ago now. Time is flying by so fast. But I, um, it was yeah, it was the third, and it's the fifth. Yeah. So it was not yesterday, but the day before. Yeah. Um, oh. and I must say. It was exciting. It really it was, was. getting a lot of interaction. A lot of my a lot friends of shared it. Um, Got a lot I of shout outs. The quality came out amazing. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm very satisfied. So happy with it. Also, uh, for those who can't tell, Jasper's also here. Hello. Yeah, he's a ghost host this week. Uh, yeah. So, so I'll get him on camera eventually. We'll get him on camera as soon as he has a camera. Like. Right. Yeah, or a webcam, um, per se. But I must say, it, it's good to be back. Um, now, we going forward, we're going to have Jasper with us. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, Jasper, do you want to do any other introductions that you weren't able to get out before? Yeah. Um, boy, uh, I'm Jasper. I did the audio video last week around, or last time around, and this time there's none of that. So, I'm just here as a... Big, big push of tea enthusiast for our little topic today. Yeah. Well, at, after the roaring success and effort of the end of the year podcast, we were like, do we just want to do a deep dive in an album we've all heard a hundred times? Yeah. <laughs> like something yes. real light this week. You know, something. It won't be hard to like, get yeah, through. Yeah. Something not only light, but also like a layup. This is going to be a very easy episode to make good. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. It's going to be hard to. And on top of all of that, like we have a ton of news. We haven't done yeah, we haven't an done a news. Episode. Yeah, it, it's been and three weeks since while. we've done the news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a very long time. Yeah. So there's a lot to catch up on through the holidays. Yeah. It and... didn't. It didn't feel like it to us because we were doing the right. doing the special, but we it's been a while. Yeah, it, it's nice to get back in this format. Oh yeah, it's it's like therapy, but free. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to think what's the hardest way for us to come in, like being as awkward as possible now that this video, and I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. But jumping right into everything, I think we should start off with the news. First Um, first news of 2023. Let's get it. I'm going to let you know now it is a pretty terrible start. (laughs) Not good. Um, Not good. It's not not much going on. (laughs) Um, as much as we mean yeah. this person, it, it's here. French Montana is dropping an album. Um, but yeah. lucky enough, Coke Boy Six us, to, to give it some positivity. It's the DJ Drama. Yeah, mixtape. no, the DJ Drama mixtapes are on a great roll. Just they haven't had a bad one, in my opinion. And like French Montana is not an artist that like sticks out to me as someone who is like over the top bad. My thing is that like. Were there five of these? Were there five of these? Um, I don't know. Coke Boys six. I have. This is the first time I've heard of this mixtape series. Like, well, it might be the best one. Yet. Like, I've been aware. Of, be honest, who I knows? Didn't even maybe. Think about that. Maybe. 
Like, like to be fair, like I didn't hear about Hitler wears Hermes until like seven, so it's like fair. That's very different, though. It's very different. That's a much nicer quality. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like the main event, unfortunately, happening. Yeah. But like I said, DJ yeah. Drama might save it. Who knows? Surely. Um, yeah. I mean, like, who knows? Again, who knows? Like, are you going to listen to this? Are you going to listen to the French Montana DJ Drama mixtape? I don't want to say no. Be honest like, with me. Look me in my eyes. You're, we're on video now. Stare at me and tell me, are you going to listen to this French Montana mix thing? Only if Nav is featured. Yeah. Low-key? No, I'm just playing. I probably won't. <laughs> Low-key? <laughs> like, if I do, it's going to be like way down the line. I mean, French I'll Montana. French Montana is better than Nav. Like, mm, you're wrong. <laughs> I but, don't know who's on the work remix. I rest my cake. Hey, hey, <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into uh, one of the news later. You'll be surprised by a stat that I know you hate. Oh, um, I, 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 you're gonna hate my response to this. <laughs> but anyway, the other main event coming out. Honestly, I wish. Like, my life was as consistent as NBA Youngboy releasing the Dude. He's releasing another album. Old Faithful. I, I don't understand. Like, I don't think, if you follow the podcast, you may not even have noticed that, like, I wasn't mentioning some of the NBA Youngboy albums last year because they were over double digits, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But this man has been very consistent. <laughs> it's been, like, maybe two a month at this point. Yeah. I mean... Can I counter argue you? No, oh, I don't think this is good. Never, by the way. never broke. <laughs> what part of never broke again do you not understand? Like, I, I guess you have to say it in <laughs> multiple ways. I, I just don't get it. Uh, there, there's no way, and I'm not even gonna like hate on NBA YoungBoy fan because I, I think his music is legit. But like, I yeah, don't no, see how fine. someone can listen to this and take like actual substance out of it because you don't even have time to digest one of the albums but i think that's like why there's so many and why it's kind of okay in my opinion is because you're right there's nothing to digest i mean why listen to a bunch of beats i mean like and my thing is that i don't think that this is like an illegitimate form of expression like you know like i think if you just want to make music for people to get hyped to for two weeks, that's fine. That's literally what disco and house music is. Like, yeah, but disco and house music is literally like actual. And when I say this, I don't mean this like as a negative way to be a young boy, but it's literally just music. Like DJ and house music, it's just like mostly the instruments that come out of it. There's well, some lyrics, but like it's mostly the instruments, so it's okay. If it's just, like, nothing to really digest for two weeks. But, like, this is supposed to be... I think my point was that it's released in two weeks because, like, it's meant to be heard and, like, interacted with in the form of, like, dancing and, like, partying. Mm-hmm. You know? That's Again, why... You're setting the new microtrends. Yeah. No. And it's like... Look, I'm not, I'm not a fan of NBA Youngboy. Once again, I think he's far from, like, the worst rappers. You know? No. Yeah. yeah, far from the bottom, but not one I really <laughs> enjoy either. And yeah, like I, I perfectly, I think it's fine. They drops all this ones, all the, all these mixtapes. Reminds me of a lot of Little B back in the day. Is that good or bad? 
who's to say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I was like, eh. <laughs> who's, who's to say? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right. Solid argument. But moving on to the singles, we have Strelex featuring Trippy Red and Pink Panthers. I just realized I'm probably so loud. Yeah. Um, this is uh exciting for me. This would be like a really nice club turn up song. You like it? I'm not I I just I've just never liked Skrillex or Dubstep or anything like that. I was literally gonna say, when was the last time either one of you listened to Dubstep? Like actually, never. Listened? I've always actively avoided it. The only the only kind of dance music I've ever liked was house music. Interesting. So any kind Chicago of electronic in. I think it's fine, like when you're fucked up and having a fun time. Like I, I it like serves in its, real life, it's, it's, it's okay. It serves its yeah no. I I think it's great, right. and it's in the context it's meant to be listened to. But even in that context, I don't like dubstep. Like I I remember when I used EDM, to EDM nothing. No, nothing. not not all EDM, just dubstep step oh, okay. specifically. Okay, like okay. you know, because it's a I very it's a, it's a very and it's a very recognizable and unique one. I would say I'm not huge in electronic nope. music, but I can tell I, I can tell a dubstep song a mile away. You know, mm-hmm. it's like jazz rap. You know, it's like jazz rap. <laughs> in that, like you know, it's jazz rap within 20 seconds of it going up. Going oh, up. okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? At, you like, know, okay. you know, this isn't gangster rap the second it starts. Okay, that's what Fair I mean enough. by that. Alex, what about Alex. you, Jasper? You give me dubstep vibes. <laughs> It'd be like in electronic. I do have a regular EDM playlist, and I also run to a lot of EDM. I sent you guys the links to like a work in progress playlist I have right now. It's got some stuff that's dubstep and some stuff that's just kind of like all over the place. It's got like more like pop EDM. We got a drum and bass on there. We got you know, Ooh, I like a whole lot bass. of stuff. Yeah, I'm taking a look right now. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah, I've been into I've been into that shit for a while. I saw Avicii's first ever U.S. tour in 2013. His first stop on the tour was Chicago. Oh, right wow. after he did B96 Jingle Bash the year before. And it was like a big success. So when he started his US tour for the uh beat or what is it, the true album, he did it yeah. starting in Chicago. So I went to that show and it was amazing. He was like the first person to ever play Martin Garrix's Animals Live because he had a remix, but the song wasn't out yet. So he did that. It was crazy. That's cool. That's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah, that's really cool. good show. All right, you're gonna put us on EDM. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, like I've heard. I'll give myself like a month. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. If you guys want to check something out that is dubstep, I've been messing with lately. Um, must die, M U S T, like must space die has like an artist name. Super good song at um, Concord, like what five years ago now, but super consistent, solid stuff. All right. All right. Okay. I'll give that. I will most definitely give. I'll a give that a try, but I, the dubstep road is one well worn for me. Like <laughs> I was actually gonna say, like my connection to dubstep is like the Call of Duty days when you're in like middle school, high school, and you just go home and play Call of Duty. That's literally all you did. So that's I, why I think mean, when I think of strip, I had, like do you mean, do you mean the days of that, and also the days of Borderlands Two advertising using Euros News Day, which yeah. was constantly on repeat on TV. Yeah, that's yeah. like the shit that got worn in real quick. <laughs> yeah, At, uh, you know how I feel about Borderlands. <laughs> my thing is yeah. that like I always like had friends who were super into electronic music, 
you know, mm-hmm. like to the like to the point where that was their bread and butter music. That was the thing they listened to most of the time, which is fine. That's a totally cool thing. But like, no, yeah, I was really about to say some of my friends do it. Yeah, no, totally cool thing. Like one of the normal, like bread and butter uh, genres of music. But I've been exposed to a lot of it. It's how I know. Like I love French house and I love regular house, which is from here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I understand. And synth wave, love synth wave, love like synth pop stuff like that. Ooh, I have a synth playlist I should send you guys too. Ooh, send me but that'll be synth yeah. stuff I fuck with because it's very vibey. We are becoming diverse. <laughs> I diverse, yes, sir. I'm diversifying my bonds. I have a I have a goal. My goal is to get 20 rock songs in the purposes vault. I have so, way more than 20 rock songs in my vault. Oh, uh, I'm trying I have to get a you ton t- of rock songs. Okay, I'm trying to get you 20 more. This playlist, right. and I maybe I up that. Maybe I up that. I had no idea. I mean, I've I had... have plenty of room for improvement. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I. Spoiler alert! I have double rock recommendations. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, but I guess moving on from yeah, there. Little tangent, but who cares? That's what a podcast. We is have. For. Yeah, I mean, what are, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, pop can I discovered today? I might have. Mispronounced, I'm not so sure. No, I think you got it right. But he's signed to OVO. I oh, had no I had, idea. I had no idea it was, it was signed to OVO. I'm not like a yeah. big fan, but I've been aware of him for a long time. That's what I'm saying. I just kind of found out today he was signed to OVO. And I think some other labels were like a mixed contract everywhere. Is it like a but, is it um, like a new development? Or is it like he's been on OVO for a while? At least from what I gathered, I didn't dive too deep. Because once I saw OVO, I was like, oh, this actually clicks. But um, I, I don't know how long he's been signed, what his involvement is prior to it or whatever. But I did notice OVO and like three other labels, maybe like a co-sign or something. But regardless, he's coming out with a single as well, featuring Drake himself signing an OVO. Um, October's very called, own. October's very own. Called We Can Done or We Can Done. It's like C-A-A. Yeah. I had to literally double check the spelling because I wasn't sure. Um, but I'm sure this will be extremely vibey. This will be um, vibey. This will be good. This will be yeah. fun. This will be fun. Most definitely. Yeah, this will um, be fun. Probably this here is... at other clubs. So. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I wanted to again start bringing back the UK stuff. Stormzy featuring Flo um, is coming out with a remix for a song. Couldn't figure out the title. But um, Stormzy obviously is one of the like head people you think about with UK grime and things like that. Yeah, Big, um, one of the biggest names in it. Right a couple now. of people like that, exactly. So I'm fully excited for this. But moving on to what I consider the highlight of the news this week. Absolutely. Um, just just before we started, I know this, or <clears throat> I knew prior that this came out yesterday. I mean, it is a YouTube exclusive, so you can only find it on YouTube. Quavo has dropped his first song since Takeoff passed away. Um, the title is Without You. As you can imagine, it is kind of a tribute song for Takeoff and his passing. Um, but I took time to watch it before starting the podcast, and halfway through, I had to pause it. I told everyone else to watch it. This is uh, this is powerful. It is. This powerful. is actually really nice. It's it's a really effective song. It's really really good. I yeah. really hope this gets an official release because I do not want to have to go to YouTube to listen to this because it's, <laughs> yes. it's such a good song and it's kind of 
you know, it's sad. It is like a sad song, but like, yeah. Like, it just—I don't know. It, it fits the the way it's constructed. I love the idea of the Migos, even though they're not necessarily the Migos right now. But a Migos style of trap music actually being more emotional, passionate type of music because yeah. it it sounds like a Migos type of song. It, sounds it does, like yeah. A Quavo song, yeah. It does it not seem weird or fake. <laughs> You know, I I would forgive him for wanting to go in this a, a completely different like direction for something so sentimental. You know, I I that's oh, yeah, that's absolutely. something I'd be very willing to go with. But he and, doesn't. And that's this, as emotionally affecting and appropriate as it is, it still does sound like a Quavo song. Like mm-hmm. it does not sound like him experimenting or going in a new route. As understandable as that would be. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a banger. I full recommend. Absolutely, full recommend. Um, no reason not to not to listen to it. If you're watching this yeah. show, what, right, are, you, just, just what are you doing? Like six nine. You know, you know why you're here. You know why you're here. <laughs> exactly. Okay, going into the full news breakdown. This is where we get a lot of different stuff that's um, transpired yeah. in the last three weeks. Yeah, we got starting a lot, off uh, unfortunately with some really right. bad news. Starting off on a Saturday note, Brandon, can you break this down for me? Yeah, so we had a really tragic loss in the hip hop community uh, this past week with the passing of Gangster Boo. You know, I I forget how old she is. I'm not going to pretend to be the biggest fan in the world, but I am a fan. Like I, I'm fami- I'm familiar with her work with Three Six Mafia. You know, she's mm-hmm. that's a legendary hip hop group. She's the only female member. She is a cultural staple. She's one of the best female MCs of all time. And she passed real young. It's really a shame. Yeah. So I it really is. I, this really this ruined my week because I love Gangster Boo. I can't believe we lost such a good one so so early. Yeah, I, I was going to say myself, I, I wasn't too familiar with all of her music. Um, I do plan on going back now, which yeah. I'm excited to kind of yeah. finally be able to experience that, get to see the backstory of everything and how she's impacted the culture in general. Yeah. Um, do you know if there's been any kind of news in terms of if the funerals happened already? Any, I anything else around that or the group saying something maybe? I haven't heard anything like that. You know, with oh. this has been a very news heavy week around mm-hmm. the, across the board you know with what's happening in the senate or the the house right now and everything and not to mention the fact that it is i am extremely busy at work and i have not done anything but listen to music <laughs> and work uh so i haven't followed really anything so i, I really haven't heard this but this was uh-huh. enough to break through Mm-hmm. Uh and it it hurts, man. I'm I'm not 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 in a good mood because of it's not a good way to start the year. Not a I'll good say that. Not a good start to the well, year. Th- was this this year? I'm not or was sure. it ten? I'm not sure. I think it was this year. I think it was very recent. Yeah, but like this, it whole... was literally January first. Wow, it was the first of the year. What a terrible way to start the year. Jesus. 
Yeah. Then at 43. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, unfortunately with that loss, but moving on to the next thing, some more sad news, not on the same scale, but Lil Yachty's entire album, Sonic Ranch, yeah. was leaked. Um, mm, I was trying sucks. to do some, yeah, I was trying to do some research on this in terms of like how far it might have been in the development, but this is terrible, man. Like yeah. it, it really is. This is probably like one of the worst feelings I think an artist can go through. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is obviously this is shitty. it's 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 stealing years of of an artist's work. You know, and like, look, I'm for fame. Like you, you don't even gain anything from that. Like, yeah. It's, like, just, it's just yeah. It's not like you can turn around and sell it. It's just exactly. It's just for the clout and. I think the sad reality is that it's probably someone close to him. It, oh, yeah. In, in most cases, it literally is. And I feel like, a, as a Playboy Cardi fan, we go through a lot of leaks. <laughs> and, and a lot of times when it comes out, you kind of figure out it's someone close to you and someone that you trusted. So stuff like this really sucks. It really does. Yeah. Um, I feel really bad for Yachty, even though we may not give him the highest of praises. I love him. Like, Oh, I, I think, think he's, he's a great a stand-up dude. Stand-up character. Oh, one hundred percent. I think he's a stand-up dude. I think like he's a good yeah, yeah. dude. Look, he was on my top ten songs of the year. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I don't fuck the heaviest with little Yachty's music, but I mm-hmm. have a whole lot of respect for him. Right. One of the nicest guys out there. Yeah. Obviously, it is hard to compare people to Mac Miller, but it's kind of like it's always yeah. a nice stand-up dude. No one really. Like, yeah, hate exactly. Yachty. That doesn't make sense. Exactly. So. And the other thing is that, like, once again, I'm not a big, the biggest fan of, like, his music, especially, like, the music he releases. But I'm a fan of his production. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, he has a bunch. He was the producer on her loss. One yeah. of the major producers. Yeah, I think he did a good job. He did a fantastic job. Yeah. No, um, like, the, <laughs> the song that's, like, re- he's really heavily featured on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the better songs in the album. I re-listened to her loss this, this week because it was just like, Jesus Christ. It's I'm a just, good album. It's a good album. Dude, I was... I was at <laughs> my, made it in my top ten. I, <laughs> it's I was, a good album. I was at my desk for six hours and I went through, you know, Conway, Benny, <laughs> both West Side Gun albums from last year. I was like, let's, let's just do all the good so ones. Uh, Stove God Cooks finally got to his, Rome Streets. Uh... <laughs> You need Listen to get to the, Action Bronson's. I did listen to Action Bronson's. Really I, oh, gotta got revi- to it? I gotta revisit it's it. So I was good. I like half listened to it. I, it, it. I remember really liking the beat selection. So that, that's probably something I'll listen to tonight because I have a night shift. Like I have to ask in part of the Jasper if this is just bold to dump access. You know who Action Bronson is? Do you like follow him? Do you like his music? What do you mean? Do I know who Action? Bronson Thank you. Okay. Is? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Action, I'm Action on your Bronson's, show, aren't I? Action Bronson's one of my inspirations. I was, a lot of people don't know Action Bronson, and then for being honest, that's I crazy. didn't know who he was. That's until, cr- like maybe a couple years ago. That's crazy. I know people who know Action Bronson from things that have nothing to do with hip hop. I used to what? have a pair of his Ultra Boosts, and I'm going to get you his cookbook for your birthday. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, That's, I, pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Someone behind me had his cookbook uh, at, at the office. I'm going to order that soon. It's it's dope. Yeah. Yeah. The action Brandon season is in full effect. Dude, that's me. That's me. I've been. Hey. 
Dude, I cook up a storm. I'm like, I got, just saying, long-term goal of this show is if we can get Action Bronson for a cooking episode. Like... That will be peach. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. Like, could you, I, I don't even care about the podcast. Could you imagine like, like that? Could you imagine like <laughs> you and me? First we feast and the unpaid nobodies present. Action <laughs> like we make a shit ton of Italian beef. <laughs> Dude, at that point, I don't care about anything. I'm cooking with Action Bronson. <laughs> that's peak entertainment. You heard it heard you. You heard it here for first. Oh my god, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Long-term goals of the unpaid nobody. Cooking episode with with Action Bronze. It's going to be the same show. We're going to go over the news. We're going to make fun right. of Purvis for liking Nav. <laughs> Purvis is going to roll his eyes whenever I say the word belly. <laughs> like, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. That, that's pretty dope. Okay. Um, Let's go. Another big thing that's think- been going on. Brandon. Yeah. J. Cole emptied. There's no posts. Nothing. Not yeah, Instagram feed. Zip. First off, Instagram feed. first off, I hate that this is a news item. Not because it's not unimportant. I, because it is a sign of things to come. But I just hate that we it, spend so much time on social media that it's like, uh-oh, there's no J. Cole pictures anymore. <laughs> like, we know what's going on here. All the signs are here. It's dropping. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, I'm very, very excited. It, and it does line up with his release, um, timeline, to be honest. It's been, what, two years now? Yeah. And it's January, which is always kind of around his birthday, his release time. It's either end of the year, December, yeah. beginning of January. Year, it's, it would be two years in April since the off season. Yep. So I am, uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Man, the off season I don't know what good. to expect less. Because, like, Loki. J. Cole's one of those people. It's like Kendrick. Like, you don't know what the actual peak is. They can just keep going. <laughs> Every time they come back, it's so like, oh, you, Jesus. My question is, like, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be another sports? Do you think it's going to be called, like, week one? That'd be dope. Well, okay. Well, you know, there's a whole, like, conspiracy yeah. theory behind all of this. The next yeah. album's supposed to be called It's a Boy. It's, it's, it's on its timeline. It was on the sheet. He wrote down all the albums he was going to be releasing. Next up is called It's a Boy. I think it's supposed to be... Like him giving birth or something. Wait, like was like, all of them like on there? Like, it's big. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, you know, I, it, I I love conspiracy. I love conspiracy. Like, you can't see this wall covered with conspiracies, covered pictures of lizard people. Mark Man's got thread between different little pins. Dude, my girlfriend can't <laughs> yarn. can't yarn anymore. She can't knit anymore because I just use her yarn for conspiracies. I assure you. Just a meme of you sitting there every day. Just like losing your mind trying to explain it. That's me. Um, That's me. You know that, you know is, that Charlie meme? Conspiracy worth getting into. It makes, it yeah. makes that seem normal. Like... Oh man, this is okay. Well, you and your conspiracy stay in your room. Um, <laughs> don't bring it outside. Um, oh, I don't. Because <laughs> if you do, you might go to jail. Like our next news segment, um, <laughs> Young Thug was found guilty. Jesus Christ! Amazing. <laughs> Where was that transition energy when we were starting out today? Yeah, uh, amazing, amazing, vivid. Like first off. 
together. I was gonna try so hard I made, to pull it off. Like great commentary on the fascist nature of our police state. Like, <laughs> but um, as I was trying to push through, Young Thug was found guilty on eight out of sixty-five charges. Jesus Christ, this is just terrible. He's getting no like no look at all. Yeah, I, I really hope no one snitched on anything just for their own sake. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: I am not a legal expert, uh, and I do not know if it is bad that he got convicted for eight whole crimes. I don't know if it's good that he uh, dodged fifty-seven charges. I mean, I assume that. I'm gonna look at the 57 charges. Look at I, I assume the smaller the better, and there's only seven smaller numbers. So it's like, well, I guess eight. But, but like, yeah. you know. So I I don't know. Like, and it also depends on what the charges are and like what the things are. So there was think, a breakdown. You actually can't find out. Okay, so that's good because that's something. Once again, very busy news week. Yes. Uh, across the board. Well. I actually was just thinking about what you, you both said about you know, only eight of the 65 or whatever. Um, if it's a RICO case, then potentially that may not hold because yeah. if it's considered like criminal organization, if someone else was found to be guilty of something else, that can apply to all members. So yeah. we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, RICO's a bit. I didn't even know that. Well, I found about Rico last year when all this just started. Remember, uh, I didn't even know what even this was. Like, I didn't know what anything was. I'm Italian. Um, I learned about Rico when I'm seven. <laughs> yeah, since the eighties, like Italian that's like and Cuban. What a, what a combination! Yeah, we're the Rico case people. That's what we are. Like, it's in my blood. <laughs> you're technically purpose. They're appropriating my culture. I'm kidding. Don't. No, <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is the route we're gonna take you. <laughs> Well, okay, now I have to ask it so I, I can get some background information. So you're Cuban and Italian, correct? I am obviously black. Jasper, yeah. what what do you mix with? What, what are you? Oh boy, I am. Here we go. Well, let's see. This I'm... is gonna be the say more than five. If you say more than five, I'm gonna be concerned. Just like, like... no, 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 no. I'm just like trying to try and narrow it down. Yeah. So I'm what's called black Irish on my dad's side, which is not what it sounds like. It's Irish people who do not have red hair. Ah, uh, okay. And don't yeah. have red hair. It's, okay. it's basically people who were Spanish who then came to Ireland and settled. And then yeah. no, that's right. I yeah. didn't even know that transpired in history. I'm learning. I don't know what a black Irish is. I have an Irish friend. I've never heard of black Irish. There you go. Um, so, yeah, if you ever meet a, an Irish person with dark hair, that's like where that comes from, usually. Um, I heard about Irish. And then. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna meme the hell out of this. Yeah. I have a yes. friend. Oh, I can't wait for this. Go oh, for I can't it. Wait for this. Um, <laughs> and then, so that's like my dad's side, and then my mom's side is like, um, like Russian Jewish and uh, like uh, Hungarian. Oh, that's cool. So, okay. Eastern and Western Europe, pretty much. Per right. Purvis, do you want a crazy history fact? This blew my mind. Because okay. I got down the rabbit hole of, like, trying to cast Kratos in the new God of War series. Yeah. And my pick is Digimon Hansu. And did you know, did you know that ancient Greece had a larger population of African people living in it 
than America does. And America has black people. No. Ancient Greece had like... You said higher percentage? Yeah. They had or... like, like 17% of like people living in ancient Greece were, were from Africa. Ethiopia. Because it was that does not surprise me. Yeah, because it's that right That explains why the Olympics exist. Because yeah. black people were there. Yeah. It's like, so too, like, I was real. like, if I, I was, so I went down the rabbit hole of like, if I have to defend my casting of a black man as Kratos, I'm going to Google this. And then I did. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you wow. Like. Loki, Kratos was black the whole time. I saw it. He could have, like, there's literally like. No historical accuracy reason. Then again, like it's got a war. Historical accuracy is just out the window. But like, but like, I actually, if believe it or not, I actually watched. You know how we go down these YouTube rabbit holes. I've I've already done some crazy insight, like on like the whole God of War series, the newest one. It's casting everything. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like seeing him cry on set when he's doing that scene. Oh, Christopher Judge. Um, Amazing. He's good. The guy I'm talking about is a is a screen actor. He's not Christopher Judge. Okay, okay. Uh, Have you ever seen Blood Diamond? Maybe. He's also in Guardians Uh, of the Galaxy. He's in a bunch of movies. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jasper, have you? Do you know who he's talking about? Digimon Hansu. It's not. They're not casting fucking Dave Bautista as Kratos, are they? No. Okay. Which I would be okay say. with. Dave Bautista is the best actor to come out of the WWE. Fight me. That's that's valid, but it would just be that'd be interesting. Was it the Rock? Too many WWE? I don't know. No, yeah, the Rock was, would be a horrible well, Kratos. Okay, but the Rock is like probably more successful. He's more successful. Well, first off, like define successful. Because like right, we're going too down too deep down the rabbit hole here. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't. You got. You gotta let me finish. You put the quarter in. You gotta listen to the song. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, think about this though. Like, Batista's never had a bomb like Black Adam. That's true. It's Black Adam a bomb? I've never seen. It. I don't I see it. Essentially, is what you're saying. That's my point. It had a it had a bigger budget than Avengers, and that's what you just said. <laughs> Yeah, that's my point. Like, The Rock is, I think he's good at what he does, but, like, he's very clearly limited. Like, okay, I'll give him that. All right. Um, back to hip hop. Back to hip hop. That cool. That's far from the longest, <laughs> from the longest uh, tangent we've gone on. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, moving on. I don't know, Brandon, this is good news, bad news, news, news. Um, Tory Lanez is confirmed guilty. Yeah, uh, he is now in jail for up to twenty three years. Now here's the thing, right? Wow. Now here's the thing, right? I am, yeah. I'm what you would call a prison abolitionist. I I think uh, our prison system is inhumane and ineffective. First off, like if your goal is just to reform criminals, it's just bad at doing that. Like, you know. I kind of prefer the term prison revolutionary because, like, clearly you always have to have a place to put, like, the rapist, like, or a guy who shoots a, shoots a girl in the foot. Like, clearly there always has to be a place to put those people. Uh, but our current prison system is so inhumane, I would never celebrate somebody going. Uh, no matter how shitty that uh, the people who support this guy are, 
and how and how clearly guilty he is like so like that's my that's my point i'm not going to celebrate a a black man going to jail because i am a prison abolitionist uh but you know, like he's clearly guilty. Had it coming to him. He had right. it coming. I was gonna say you're just gonna say that. Yeah, he okay. had it coming. Like I have, you know, I'm not gonna celebrate it, but I also don't have a whole lot of sympathy. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Jasper, do you have any opinions on this? I mean, I I tend to agree. I think the the British had it figured out best when instead of executing anybody or putting them in prison in the UK, just send them to Australia. That was like the halfway but yeah. you know the world is a lot smaller now so you can't <laughs> you know, enough country. just it, when you when you put people out of sight of the mind in the u.s it unfortunately is you know yeah right now i think done in probably the worst possible way yeah. <laughs> compared to in most other countries so yeah I, I would agree with that but uh yeah i mean i'm i'm glad that there are consequences for at the same time, like the other side of it, I'm going to there are consequences for violence against women, which I think has gone on, you know, in, in uh, the genre and in the culture for too long. So I, I'm, I'm happy with that being a, a yeah. side effect of this. Yeah, I, that's completely. That's also a good point. That's exactly that's really how I feel, too, Jasper. You, you hit the nail. You said it beautifully. Yeah. I didn't think about that part. Good part. Um, <laughs> moving on from that, then. So, <laughs> you know it was coming. Kendrick Lamar, number one streamed album. That's interesting. Nav, That's number two streamed album. My, do you want to know? Both of these are very interesting to me. Yeah, they are. The Kendrick Lamar one is not super surprising because I bet that had a hell of a day one. That is fair. Uh, and, you know, I listened but to that. number one? Number one's pretty big, pretty big. My That's explanation for Nav major. being number two uh, is fraud. There's, there's no other way. NBCs. Yeah, no, it's fraud. How is this specifically hip hop? This is specifically hip hop. Okay, That's it. But like, Because otherwise it's Ed Sheeran. I want to clarify that. Yeah, because I was like, there's no way this is overall. No. Because uh, like Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift dropped last yeah. year. Right. But like, think no, about, think no, about, but like, that. I have a serious question for you, Purvis. Okay. It doesn't make you mad that more people listen to, Na- that Nav is number two and it's not, I don't know, Jid, one of the most talked about albums in the last five years, and an artist you personally really love. Like, it, there's something genuinely fishy about this, because like, I don't hear a lot of people talking about Nav, and not as much as other artists who dropped this year. So what I would say right off the bat, I, if it is fraud or it contains fraud, I don't think it's at the magnitude that we're assuming. Um, oh yeah, I'm certain. I'm certain he'd be in the top fifty with zero fraud. I'm sure if you correct, right, I'm sure that's what you, I'm saying. I'm sure if you corrected Nav to zero fraud, it, exactly. he would be in the top fifty. That, so, I'll concede that. Like even with that. In terms of the second part of the, of the question that you mentioned, it does not offend me or make me upset if Jid did not get it. Now, what I would say in terms of 
this one specific stat, just singling it out from any other stat. This stat means almost nothing to me. Yeah, and that's the fair. fact that Kendrick is number one, I'm not going to lie, make it mean even less because even though we didn't necessarily say, like, oh, this has no replay value or something like yeah. that. We did acknowledge that, like, this it's is a really listen. deep. You don't it's just a play this. Yeah, there's maybe a, there's a handful of songs that, exactly. are, it, that are playable. We weren't just sitting but, there playing Call of Duty and then go, I want to listen to dude, Mother's Diary. That's just, yeah. We don't do that. <laughs> Mother Eyes Silver and Auntie's Diary. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Auntie's Diary. That's my point. I don't even know what it's called. You, you um, mash two of them together. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're, they're already enough by themselves. But with with those two facts taken into account, like I, I don't think the stat means anything. Yeah. Um so I, I don't take it away from someone like Jig, Denzel Curry, well I would, cheat codes you know it's out there, you know. I don't know. Maybe just because like from my impression of like how, who's listening to who. You know, like the idea of like Nav being above Jid, oh, not Jid, like Denzel Curry, like that doesn't offend me at all. Like it's lower exactly lower common denominator music, and the other thing is that like I, I kind of feel the opposite because like the fact that Kendrick is number one, that is mm-hmm. so surprising and kind of disarming. Because you almost give it more credit. I almost give it more credit. Yeah, okay. because it's like because like it, it's it's surprising because that's what we talk about. Uh, friend of the show, Justin Herbert, uh, <laughs> uh, Justin Hunt of <laughs> of the breakdown. <laughs> You know, he has a whole video about like, yeah, it's just not an album you go back and re-listen to. Like, it's it it, it has been a cultural thing. Uh, as high as people, as much as people praise the album, and as prevalent as it has been on end of the year list. Uh, so seeing it at number one is surprising, but it also makes sense because it's like I, this had a huge fucking release. It, it's five years since yeah, it it's came five to years. Everybody and Kendrick is a and Kendrick is a a. a, a uh, billboard. Uh, 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 he's he he's, a he, he's a performer. He he's a perform. He his he puts a not, like. I'm trying to billboard like he gets top singles. I don't know why my brain's not making words right now. Uh, <laughs> but like he performs well. Like it's not he's not a Denzel Curry who gets like all of these uh, accolades by critics and people online, mm-hmm. um, and the fan base. But then, like, just doesn't perform at that level, like, on the listens. Like, Kendrick does put up those numbers. So, I have a question, then. Yeah. And this is for both of you. Jasper, I want you to answer first. Drake is not one or two. Yeah. Yeah. And Drake is the most commercialized, the yes. most replayed artist in the past decade. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Oh, Maybe yeah. Maybe the weekend, no, but also no, Drake. Not the, not the past decade, the past five years. Okay, last five years. No, you're right. You're right. Last five years. Let's say that. I don't that's know. I Drake was very. Yeah, that's definitely more accurate. But he he's yeah, been popular that, for a long accurate. time. Right, right, right. Five years. I, I I could take that. So let's say Drake isn't up here. Is <laughs> this because he split his interests? He has honestly never mind. He has her loss. If he put all his effort into one single album, do you think this would have changed the outcome? I think that's impossible. I think, I think it's impossible to say. I'm sorry. Jack was supposed to go first. No, you're good. I, I kind of agree, but I think that if Drake actually put 100% effort into any album he ever made, it would be far and away like 
the most commercially and critically successful album of all time because when you have nearly unlimited resources and nearly unlimited system producers and people willing to feature for you, you could make yep. anything you want. And that yep. is not the case here. So yeah, I think it's just a combination of trying to trend hot and trying trying to do new things in a way that is really really comes across as like, let's try something new and not necessarily really invest in it because we don't know how it's going to turn out. And that's I think what happened this year with the two projects. So, I, I think that's a great answer. Yeah, honestly. I, I think because what you fair. just described, if Drake really put a hundred percent in on an album. Mm-hmm. It would be take care of even better. So and you're that's right. Why that's and that's why we discussed already off camera. But that's why I don't like Drake is because you have all the money and all the resources and all the tools to do all the all the power. things, and you make the pettiest music <laughs> about <laughs> just inconsequential things compared to your contemporaries. But that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. No, that's totally fair. Oh, but yeah, I, I would say the the fact that Drake with two albums isn't. Number two, that's another, like, there's something Fugazi about this. There's something that, that doesn't smell right. Like, Wait, those people in Miami on, who just on, really on. like math. Come on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? I'd be surprised that God did isn't above Nav, to be honest. We are looking up the top streamed hip hop artists. Yeah. Because I know Nav we're is saying like this in a sense. But... No, no, but I'm saying we're saying this in a sense of, oh, just because it's not one or two, Drake is three, or just because it's not one or two, Drake is four. So I need to know what's the actual list. I'm curious. You get Drake, you get Nav, and what comes after that? Yeah. Also, what's the source for this? Is this just like a tweet? Nav.com. Yes, it's like nav.com. Stu- no, it's not nav.com. It's like Complex actually saying this. Okay. <laughs> like, like, I'm pretty sure you can trust Complex, Brandon. What Jeff, if it was nav.com? That's so it's funny. <laughs> like, I think I think the if nav.com put him at second under Kendrick Lamar, I think I might actually respect Nav more. Like, <laughs> 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 I'd be like, Let's, well, yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, these stats are specific to Spotify as well. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It it, it was Spotify. So give you some preference. I also think that might help. I think that also does explain the NAV thing a little bit better, because I bet he has a bigger international audience. And Spotify is bigger in other countries. What I'll say is this. I just pulled up the list of the top hip-hop artists streamed in 2022 overall. So this includes everything. Does anybody want to give a crack at top five? Everything? Uh, give a crack at top five Audible. Can hip-hop I do artists stream. Top five? Oh. Um, Little Baby. Little Baby. Little Baby is not in the top five. God, not man. even in the top 10. Is it Kendrick? Jasper? Um, Kendrick I- is number eight. 2.66 billion. God damn. Okay. 
Um, in that case, I would go. I I, I gotta say, I mean, obviously Drake's gonna be on there, and then I, I think Kid Cudi got on there with Intergalactic this year. Drake is number one. Yeah, six point seven billion. Is this monthly yeah. or yearly? This yearly, is from the probably. year. Oh, yeah. from twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um, let me correct myself. Little baby is on the list. He's number nine, six point two four billion. Kit Cuddy did not make the top ten. Oh, if if, if number nine is six point two four billion, that's not surprising. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me get some other ones. Uh, Post Malone. Post Malone is number ten. Great guess. Wow. Two point six one. I would not even Great guess Post guess. Malone qualified because I I would say the, I think he's pretty much usually billed under pop now. Yeah, it's but just he did he's got features and yeah, He did. And it wasn't yeah, the worst album in the world, but. So you guys have got 7, 8, 9, 10, and 1. What about. So you're missing 2 through 6. What about. Fuck. No misses. Is, is, NBA, is NBA Youngboy on there? <laughs> NBA Youngboy is number 2. Whoa! 5.7 billion. <laughs> no way. Number two behind Drake. Oh my gosh. I, I can't believe that's real. No, not point. He is one billion behind Drake. One billion behind Drake. This man has dropped 10,000 albums. Perfect. And flooded the market. He is Never. I mean, when, when you lock 100 again. albums in a room with typewriters, have to type Shakespeare, you know, eventually. Bro. The the man did it. He had a strategy. He followed through. He executed. I could just shut up. Never I won't hate on NBA Young Boy dropping albums any, anymore. This this album that he dropped tonight, I'll listen to it uh, just just because I was wrong. Tell us the rest of the list because uh, I'm not. Is J okay. Cole on oh, wait, it? Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I want. Jake Cole is not on it. I still want to guess. Uh, is there anyone on this list who is not alive? Yes. Is Juice World on the list? Juice World is number three, 3.7 billion. Is Pop that Smoke? That is a great guess. Pop Smoke is on this list. God damn, I'm a lot but, worse at this. But, but Juice World was a great asking if somebody was there was a great question. So now we have four, four five, six, and seven. Man. Um, what about X? Is, is Kanye on the list? Because Kanye is number four behind yeah. Juice World. Because everything happened late in the year. So everything yeah. happened later in the year. There's yeah. still people going to listen to Kanye anyway. Yeah. Yep. And it's Kanye. 3.4 or 3.5 billion. What about X? X is not on the list. Jesus anymore. Christ. It has finally been long enough where X is not on the top ten list. Well, he also hasn't had posthumous stuff coming out as regularly as Juice. Juice had that full album that was yeah. actually pretty complete, like, what, two years ago? And then the new single mm-hmm. and stuff. Two so. years ago. You got um, it. So looking at what? five, six, seven. You guys are getting it lined up. Five, six, lie. seven. Think who dropped an album last year. Yeah, that's what think I'm trying to Think who's trending. <clears throat> and also think who's always in that top ten list. Is Bobby Schmurda on there? Bobby Schmurda's not on the list. Okay. I would, is Cardi B on thing. there? That, that's the first miss. Who? Is Cardi B on there? Cardi B's not on the list. Oh, my God. Also, there's no females also, on this it's list. The second oh, there's no females. Damn. Because my, my next guess was Megan the Stallion. Fuck. Nope. Nope. No females. Megan's not in the top 10. I did this to Abna. I like the album, actually. Yeah, Plan B. Getting half is much stronger. 
Pusha T. Is Pusha T on the list? Pusha T did not. You know, Pusha T never gonna get the numbers. Yeah. He just hey says, man, I don't know. We talked about that rollout for it's almost dry. That shit is. We gonna give it to him. We gonna give it, it was to big, him. but it was big, but I guess not a good night. You guys are missing two huge ones. Think who dropped an album last year and is trending popular, and also think who's always in the hip hop conversation. Craziest fan base. Oh, Playboy Cardi. Playboy Cardi's not on the list. Jesus Christ. Craziest, craziest fan base that's not Playboy Cardi. I'm just who's like, the Cardi most play? consistent? Oh, Tyler the craziest, Creator. The most like diehard fans. Tyler? Is it Tyler? Even uh, after yeah. it's uh, not Tyler. Even after Tyler. his career fell off, there's still fans. Wiz Khalifa? He's older. He's older. Eminem? Eminem. Number seven. Eminem. Oh, you know what? That's probably See? not his last listener. Yeah. You got to think about it. Okay. Oh, don't. Do so not I, underestimate the trailer parks, my friend. Like, that, that's, I, that's valid. Yeah. I think okay. Eminem deserves more credit than that, but let's be real about where those numbers are coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so we have... Number five and number six. I'll give you number six because you're not going to guess it. Number six is Lil Durk. Three million. Yeah. Number five. Is this someone I listen to? So, you've, you've listened to this album, but I know, me knowing you, Brandon, you're not going to sit down and play this album. Is he it did gonna? drop last year. Is it gonna? It's not gonna. Oh, my it God. Is not gonna. It's, it's, it's not young, young Thug, is it? You guys are killing me. No, it's not Young Thug. <laughs> is it, you know this. You're just not thinking about it. Is it Don Tolliver? It's not Don it's, Tolliver. Is it Travis? It's not Travis. Come on, God guys. Damn. Dropped an album last year. Oh, dude, it's, it's extremely not, commercial. Dude, last year was so long ago. I can't remember it. <laughs> so do you guys both fold? Oh, we're so Bruh. close. Oh my god. Um, uh, 10. Nine, who, it, who else dropped an album eight, in 2022? Man? Seven. Is it Yeet? Six. Uh, no, no, it's not, of course it's not Yeet. All right. Um, <laughs> is it Jid? I know I it's not Jid. Four, not Jid. Three. Uzi? Two. It's not Uzi. One. It's future. Ah! That actually kind of surprises me. I didn't realize future was. So no, that future? I feel like an idiot. I feel no, like an idiot. Future has been wait. No, I feel like an idiot forever. Did did I never like you? Come, come yeah, out, it did. I never liked you. It come totally out last did. Year? Yes, it came out in May. It came oh, it like right out last year. Yeah, it came out January, February, or something. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I thought right. it came out it right came before. Came out last year. Was a trending album for a while. And one of his better ones. Been Absolutely, one of his better ones too. That's what I'm saying. Always been commercial. That's why I said I know you've listened to it, but it's yeah. not something you're just gonna play. You, you, Future. I think five. if you said yeah. that I, because I have told you I like that album. I think if you had said you're not gonna listen to it, but you liked it, I think that would have yeah. that would have been the thing that got me in. Oh man, God. Okay, that was okay. that try, was though. frustrating. You get that nine out of ten. Okay, speaking 10. speaking of ranks. We got some records being broken. Records? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, last bit of news. SZA breaking records left and right and left and right and center and back. She's breaking on all kinds of records right now. But that's I love it for... Amazing. Um, so deserving. Worth it. Absolutely deserving. Um, shout out to SZA. God bless her. God, honestly. God bless completely. What? 
whatever she's been through to make this album, whatever she had to deal with, I'm glad she is happy now and satisfied. But she, one of the most recent records that she broke, yeah. um, the first R&B album by a woman to be number one on Billboard 200 for three consecutive weeks. Insane. This is just on top of many other achievements she's already reached for. I hope it goes four. I hope it goes four. I love her. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I love SZA. This is <laughs> like the, one of the most... you can say. One of the most talented artists, just period, like, working right oh, now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. She is working as a fine-tool machine. It, every single song she yeah. dropped is amazing. The dropout was amazing. Or not the dropout, but the, the videos, actual rollout. Right, the rollout up to it was amazing. The music video... She's in a bag. She's I an artist. Yeah. A black woman flourish. CDE making a run, last run. I love it. That's all I can say. I'm a fan too. Super excited. Um, but yeah, that that's all the news. We finally caught up after three weeks. It's good to be back. Have Jasper with us. And um, you might as well get into our subject. Hopping um, out of that rude boy. <laughs> wrist this on my week. thing rock star like Pink Floyd that's what I got alright <laughs> clearly as the lyrics that he's been reading this week we're oh, diving album. into Daytona Daytona it's huge so I took Brandon earlier this week and I was like okay we just had a huge release huge event for the podcast let's just take it easy let's just do a simple deep dive yeah simple and obviously Jasper loves Pusha T yeah Jasper, would it be it fair to say Pusha T is your favorite rapper? No. No, he is not. He's, he's, not he's, in, he's in my top five, but he's not my favorite. He's definitely... Cudi is my favorite, yeah. Call it. I, I'd say up until recent events, my top five would have been Cudi, Kanye, Pusha T, Tupac, and then um, uh, who takes my top five? Oh, I would say Travis is my fifth. Travis, top five now. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> there, there are definitely swaps I could make on that list. Like, yeah, I could make the argument for like people, people taking other spots or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, but you clearly got a passion for the guy because like. And he was your number one album. Almost I'm the target time. demographic. He wishes his fan base was more like J. Cole's, but here I am. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I love that bar. I love this guy's bar. Nothing. What... I was going to say, it's like, there's, it's like Bo Burnham said, it's like, just because I am self aware does not absolve me of being an asshole. And mm-hmm. here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I thought clearly as a huge fan, why not dive into Daytona? It's the last album before it's almost dry. Yeah. Very similar in theme, very similar in story, but has a different vibe to it. It stands at 21 minutes long. You have seven songs. Um, two features, Rick Ross and Kanye West. Yeah. Now, I guess what I should say, just starting off from the top, Jasper, do the honors as you are the expert, in my opinion, compared to us two with Pusha T as it is in your top three. What are your thoughts on this album just opening up? 
like when it when it released, what else came out when it released, what were your thoughts on Pusha T at the time? And when it did drop, what, what was your mindset? So I my Pusha T experience is kind of a lot like a lot of other artists I get into, which is where I know so they're like early work really, really well. And then I kind of have a dropout in the middle. And then I start kind of coming back into their later work. So I was always pretty familiar with Fear of God 2 and specifically like the hit singles off of that, especially like Trouble on My Mind and just like a lot of that early, like kind of the 2010 sound. Yeah. And then Trouble on I, My Mind is I, a classic. Yeah, I wasn't up on My Name is My Name or King Push when they came out, but then I right. went, I eventually like went back and learned them. Uh, I would say that like when Daytona came out, it honestly wasn't the thing that I was most excited for at that time, because this was that very special kind of magical spring where, you know, these three or these, <laughs> these four projects five. came out of Wyoming. Was it five? Yeah, it was. Okay. Pusha T, Kanye, Kid C, Ghost, Nas, and Tiana Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Tiana Taylor. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, so yeah, all these projects, and I was all of them good. All of them good. I yeah. was yeah, and, and this one dropped first, and I I was I remember being most excited specifically for Kanye's and Kid C Ghosts interchangeably. This was first. This was definitely this was first. the first one. This was one and push. Push was actually Tiana Taylor about last. Tiana Taylor, Taylor was last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bush actually talked about You're it. You're completely right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He actually talked you about it in an interview where he said, I think it was with Beats Radio One, where he said, like, he wasn't sure about this format because all these projects were so short and so narrow in scope. And he said to Kanye, he's like, oh, well, you're going to make me the guinea pig, huh? You're going to, like, you know, see if this format works with me and then adjust at the last minute if things don't work out. And his lot of yeah, being, yeah, yeah. in hindsight, the best project out of all of them, in my opinion. Ooh, that's so, a hot take. Ooh, that's a hot take. That's a really Kids hot take. Kids see ghosts. Yeah. I would say so. I would say Kids see ghosts. Kids see ghosts is also excellent. I would put it like near to on par. But there are some songs off of Daytona that I think just will forever be classics. And I don't know if there's anything yet off of Kids see ghosts that I would consider a classic aside from Reborn. Okay. Okay. Wow, I think that's <laughs> you got me. You got me for a second. Wow, you got me I, the first half. Wow, that's I funny because like, I was like, okay, okay. Reborn's okay. look, Reborn's an amazing song. There Reborn are no one is the classic. Un I did. I think it's the least debatable. classic on that. Album. Oh, I agree. That was the that was the anthem for that entire summer. Believe me, I was walking walking to the train, going to work. That was blasting in the hot sun. Everything, like, everything yeah. you needed right there. <laughs> mm, disagree. Yeah. Cutting montage, best song on the album. Nope, yeah. nope, nope, well, nope, 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 I'm taking me more. Stay strong. Those layers. Does the production <laughs> I'm not on it? it. Absolutely. I'm not taking Rebor it. Reborn. Look, here's the thing, right? I love Old Kid Cuddy. I do. I love it as, as much as the next guy, probably much more. Like, uh, it's true. So for me, Jasper. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say you might be outgunned in this department. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Was were you guys there at the time? Like, yeah. I mean, I was. I like. I I'm a huge fan. I've seen him multiple times in concert. Like, he's in my. It's just reborn hits. It like the it's soul. Just, look, I'm not saying it's not an amazing song. I'm not saying it's not an amazing song. But to me, it sticks out on the album. Is like this sounds way too much like an old Kid Cudi song. And this rest of this album is like this 
incredibly daring experiment. That's just like, look, I'm not saying it's not an amazing song. It is an amazing song. It deserves all the love it gets. But keep hitting my chest. I just think, I just think, like for this reason, it. If I have like, it is the one that sticks out. Is like, uh, like, it's the one that sticks out. Is having any any shade of a criticism. That's my so. So I I think the the point that I was trying to make, just to like make it a little more concise here, make it make sense. I think as a, a project, Daytona as a package has aged a little bit better than Kids See Ghosts so far. And I I, I, that, I don't hate that. I I I I fuck with that a lot more. Yeah, that's like that's like I guess what I was more trying to get at. Because, I don't necessarily yeah. agree, but I think it's a much more tenable position. <laughs> right. I, I think I would say that there are at least three songs on Daytona that are classic material. Um, and I, I would say that maybe there's two on Kids and Ghosts, in my opinion, and those would specifically be Reborn and Kids and Ghosts. And that's oh, Kids and Ghosts is me. an incredible song. Kids and Ghosts. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Is People Kids were so excited. Yeah, people were people were so excited for Kanye's verse on Kids See Ghosts, the song, because it, they were worried about you know everything that had happened with Yeah. He didn't really have any kind of like very metered flow in anything. But it's recently. crazy. It's crazy good. It is, but the thing that people overlook of a very similar style is his verse on What Would Meek Do, and how that is equally, I would say, on par. Yeah, he no, it's a. It's, it's very good. The, there are some of the bars. I I feel like what would Meek do, like in in light of recent events, feels extra like bad in the mouth. I agree. Uh, but, but I I he did say, no, I completely but he agree. Did say I yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. It's he snaps. That's an incredible verse. This man really said and, it won't feel right till I feel like, like Phil Knight. Knight. Colin six rings like what Phil told Mike. Yep. Yeah. No, like it's incredible. It really is. Like I, there's a I, lot of bars. I do not argue. Dude, I, me and Purvis would remember when we would always say, "What would Chief Keef do?" We were gonna make a remix. Like, right. <laughs> what would you... We were fully ready. Yeah. Like getting the beat and everything. <laughs> what would Meek but do yeah. though? Is it is an incredible song. There are so many incredible songs on this. Yeah, all of this is to say that I think Daytona, like as a package, has aged incredibly gracefully, more so than pretty much any of his other work so far. And I think it's because it it's so short and to the point and cohesive. Just every song, you know, nicely complements the one before and after it. And every single song on it, you know, there's no fat, there's no excess. It's just trim and cut and to the point. And I that's where I look for in in really like you know, quality projects, personally. Yeah, no, it, it really is a lean album. And there's not a bad second on it. I was so, about to say, it, the, the, that's a great point of how it's cut down, because it, it's it's 21 minutes. Do you realize, I was able to listen to this while preparing for this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'm not able to do that on another day. Oh, like, I have to mentally get ready throughout the week multiple times and plan out when I'm going to listen to it. This album, you just turn it on. I accidentally yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen to this album so like sometimes. Like I'll right. just like like I'll just want to listen to if you know you know and then I just don't touch my phone again. <laughs> like, 
And then 20 minutes later, you and just 20 minutes later, because it's just because it does it goes down so easy. It is like the epitome of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. This is yes. such an easy to listen to album, and it every hits so hard. Verse every song. What I appreciate the most out of this album, I think personally for myself, is how much the chorus actually flows with the song. Yeah. A lot of times the chorus stands out so much in rap songs because it's so much different in terms of like the flow. It so much stands out between like hard lyricism and like a more melodic flow and like yeah. a melodic chorus. Like this perfectly fits in <coughs> with the rest of the album where like it there's times yeah, where he literally that. cuts the chorus. Like he cuts in with the chorus and he raps right into the verse. Like it, it flows perfectly. It's yeah. a it almost seems like a 21 minute song. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how oh, compact it is. It totally and, does. Yeah, that's totally mm-hmm. fair. And it's worth pointing out also, he does all of this with only two features on a project that's this length. Only two features. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Kinsey Ghost is two artists, and Ye has, I don't even know how many features, what, like four or five? Something like that. I'd have to go back and look. I know he's got like 07 of a shake. He's got Cuddy on one. And he's got, uh, he did, so he has at least two, maybe more. No, he definitely Pusha has T, more. Louis Prima, Ty Dollar Sign. Yes. Yeah, it's a day. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. In, in, terms of, in terms of pulling his own weight, Pusha T does something here that I think almost no artist do in their entire career. Hmm. I, on one hand, I really want to, I definitely agree with the idea that like, Pusha T pushes his own weight more than most artists. He punches way above his weight class, 100%. Mm-hmm. I do not subscribe to the theory that less features is a better thing, necessarily. Oh, I, I, I agree. Like, and I that's agree. just Double something... with no features, J. Cole. I'm just well, saying. like, that's impressive. <laughs> in a, like, that's impressive, like, in a way. Like, there is an impressive thing <laughs> to it. But, like, my thing is, like, let's not pretend, like, Kid See Ghost would have been better without most stuff on it. Like, no, I, I agree. You know but, what I mean? Like, but, and also, yeah. I if there is a part of this, I once again, I don't think that there is a bad second on this album. But like, if there's one part of this album I couldn't quote to you, it's the Rick Ross feature. Like, no, at, that's valid. At I least mean, to me, I, like, I, I think with the features, it's it's just more so to do with like. The fact that the goal is to make an album that is both popular from a like a commercial standpoint and also from a critical standpoint. And I think a lot of times artists in, in the genre get caught up in making something that is commercially popular. And so they cram features on to try and kind of really build that audience. That's totally fair. And I think I think he recognizes that he doesn't need to do that and can stand on his own legs when it comes to this kind of thing. And I think that's admirable. Yeah. Would you say that you prefer no features? It depends on the artist. I think sometimes if there's no features, it can feel like a real slog. Certain certain, certain albums can really feel like it's just a lot of the same or a lot of the same person. Yeah. Just the the timing and the speed with which this album is delivered, I think it lends itself. But there are there are definitely artists where or albums where I don't feel that. I think IndieCut, even with the features that it has, that is a lengthy album that still feels long with a lot of tracks that are just cutty or you know yeah. less less uh, featuring. No, that's a really good point. That's a really good. I like think about something like a My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, is there an is there an album with 
more less like more features than that like and that thing is massive I, and is a breeze i think i think astroworld and life of pablo might be up there as well i, I wouldn't like, doubt it like i yeah, yeah i wouldn't doubt it so do we want to just do the track list there's only seven of them <laughs> Sure, before, songs, not before we actually go through, I have a question for both of you if you have to pick. I know it's difficult with seven songs. Favorite track, least favorite track, and why? Oof. Comeback Baby is probably my favorite track. Yes. Which one? Come Mine is, that, is the, that is the objectively correct answer here. Come back, come back, <laughs> Congratulations. <baby. laughs> yeah. Let's go out of my mind. What's that like? I was literally seeing that in the shower today. <laughs> uh, wrist for wrist, let's have a glow off. More like uh, brick for brick. Let's have a let's blow have a off. Blow off yeah. That was that's one of the greatest things human beings have ever written down. Like, <laughs> right, right. Like, like, it was like, like the Rosetta Stone, yeah. the Ten Commandments. Disagree. <laughs> Disagree. 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 Maybe the op- no maybe, I'm thinking maybe opening crawl to Star Wars, opening monologue of Reservoir Dogs. Less for risk. Right, really? <laughs> that's those Hondas. Don't care, children. Yeah, really. Out of control. Yeah. We buy big boats, bitch. I'm Sinbad. Yeah. Unacceptable. These are bars, but unacceptable. <laughs> oh my god. It's so good. It's so good. It's really hard to pick a track that. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't have any worse songs. I, I, I guess at all. I guess. Well, not worse, if, but least favorite. If I have a least favorite, I guess maybe infrared. I'm certainly guilty of sometimes turning it off halfway through infrared, but that's about it. Like, it's not like a bad song by any stretch. You know, I did I do think like the weakest bit is the Rick Ross feature on Hard Piano, but I like Hard Piano as a song overall. Quite I agree. A bit, um, you know, like yeah, I'd have to say I'm right in the same spot. Comeback Baby is my favorite Pusha T song of off any project he's done. Yeah, and that and that infrared, like I like it, but I think that it it, it also not... you know there's the whole beef, all that business. Yeah, that like, goes with it. So. And that I mean I I think that stuff's cool, but like it's not like a slam bang finish. You know, it, I agree. It, it's kind of like it, it's like this entire album has like such forward momentum. And then after what would Meek do it like, it doesn't like crash or anything, but like it gently comes to a stop. And it's like, I agree. You pulled that off very well, but that doesn't feel like the right ending to this project. That's kind of how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's very well done, but I don't know if it's the right move. I agree. Yeah, Purvis, favorite song in the album. I'm pretty much the exact same way. I was literally singing Comeback Baby in the shower like today. Comeback Baby. Um, I'm gonna all the time. Uh, <laughs> like, I was screaming that. Um, it's just like it's, Comeback Baby's definitely dude, a the, the, the contrast. Like that sweet ass chorus. It flows and in then and out. Like, the chorus comes in smooth, And then like the just so hard. Smooth. Just beautiful. Yeah, just, it, mm, it's perfect. Just plotting it's music. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it is it is literally perfect. Now, what I would say, that'll be a highlight. Personally, if you know we, if you know you know, is one of the hardest intros to an album I've ever heard. It's it, it's such a good. It's it's 
perfect song, like tone setter. It's so good. Goes right into it. The verses are hard. So here, here's the thing. The chorus is hard. <laughs> like, I, I have a, I have a hard one for both of you. I have a question then. Well, what do you think is the better opener? If you know, you know, or Brambleton? If you know, you know. Because I'm gonna take if you know. You, oh, that's uh, tough. Bramble- that uh, is tough. I, I don't that's know. That's not. That's know. not tough for me know. personally. Oh, dude, it's. It's Bro, it's tough, know, but I'm pretty. Like, I was screaming that for a while. It's it's pretty tough. It's tough. Quarter pounds from the boy. I think. Towns? I I think if let the smoker shine were the opener, so it's almost dry. Then I had to have a fight on my hands. But for for <laughs> me, it's if you know, you know. That's. I, I'm gonna take if I, you know, you know. Personally. I I ain't mad at it. Like it's 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 a difficult question for me, but like. This definitely is like a better opener, but I think maybe Brambleton is like a song I like more. That makes sense. Brambleton, I'll say Brambleton feels like the setup to an album that's longer because we were just we were just talking about how infrared kind of doesn't match the energy or the intensity level of the rest of the project. No. It's like with a project that's this short, it's like everything is this energy level throughout, pretty much, except for that last track. And with it's almost dry being twelve. 12 songs you can really see it kind of like is like a little calmer at the start and then builds and builds and builds and builds and builds and then kind of like maintains and then comes back down again yeah i mean that's that's fair that that's fair uh now i like both albums (laughs) that's the thing yeah i mean they're both both albums are in my top top 10 of the year this one was probably higher than it's almost dry i think in the year it came out I'm trying to think what else. 2018 came out there. was a stacked year, though. Oof. It was. It was 2018. 2018 was the year that Mac both Miller, Astro World, this Mac Kitsy Miller Ghost. and Astro World all lost the uh, Grammy to Invasion of Privacy. Yeah. That bring it haunt up. me don't for the rest of my up. days. The yeah, rest of my days. Up. I just my don't thing. Bring it back my up. thing is that I just don't. I just maybe because of the Macklemore. One, uh, yeah, I know it's twenty thirteen like, all over again. I just feel like it's not as bad as that. Like, it's tough. Uh, no, it's a shame. I feel like no, the, the close it's clearly comparison? not. It's clearly not the best project. Like, uh, it clearly isn't. I just feel like it's not as bad as that one. <laughs> the best comparison of that one that we've talked about is this year. If um. Um, Jack, Jack Harlow, one album of the year, there would have been rights. Oh yeah, no, that's. I would there say that that might even be even worse. But yeah, no, or even DJ Khaled, either one of them. There was well, been yeah, rights. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, this this was robbed at the Grammys. You know, I, I definitely, I definitely preferred Kids See Ghosts, like just overall that year. But this may have been second overall because I liked Yay a lot more than most people, but I still like this more. I think, I think it's Kinsey Ghost, Daytona, and then Yay. I think that's the order yeah. of the three. Yeah, that's because Yay, Yay's pretty pretty good, but Daytona, it's no, Daytona no is like you said, there's better. no fat. You yeah, just say, it's cut right through. I yeah, yeah, I think that there is a layer of quality between Yay and Daytona, and I like Yay. Like I, I like that album way more than most people, but Daytona is clearly better. I would say that for me. Daytona and Kidsy Ghosts overall are pretty pretty matched. Yeah, I fair. definitely 
for the first, I'd say, two years after they both came out, I definitely liked Kids See Ghosts more. And as more time has gone on, Daytona has grown on me much more. So I would say that right now they're pretty much neck and neck. And then, yeah, I would agree that Yay is a step underneath that just because of the... I don't know. I think that and also the direction shift from everything Kanye did before that, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel like a continuation of the same process, you know, the same, the same kind of journey. It feels very kind of shoehorned in kind of, I feel the same way about Jesus. Now that I mentioned it, but you know, I don't, I don't know if I feel exactly worse in my opinion. Yeah. Way worse. Oh, I agree. But I mean, it, it doesn't feel like the next logical step in what had been coming. I, I I agree. Well, yeah, Jesus is King should have never dropped. It was supposed to be, what was it called, like Yandi? It was supposed to yeah, have Hurricane on it. It was yeah. supposed to have other things on it. Like, Yandi, look, if you don't know, now you know. Go to yeah. YouTube, look up no, Yandi video. Yeah, it is debatably one of Kanye's best albums that just never dropped. Yeah. <laughs> New uh, Body Plan with Nicki Minaj? All of that slaps. No. Ugh. So, so I, I guess one thing I want to say is looking forward, um, because we talked about Pusha T and where he stands, where he stands in that year individually. We luckily get is almost dry. We were blessed yeah, to receive that. that. Blessed. Where do we see Pusha T, and where do we need to see him going forward? Because he's out of good music, essentially. Yeah, he's completely out of good music. Uh... And it's, but it seems like he's got stuff coming up. Like, there's rumors that we're going to get two Pusha T projects this year. And I got to be kind of insane. And I got to say, like, kind of insane. The thing I think we had talked about, like, you had shown me was, yeah, uh, him doing a DJ drama mixtape. Mm hmm. DJ drama's been active that. this year. I'm into that. I'm into that. I, I think that's a good idea. Just something simple, grimy, like, because, and I love the albums for this. You know, Daytona and It's Almost Dry are very polished, high production value projects. And maybe I think like a grimier lo-fi mixtape, like a DJ drama thing, you know, not a SoundCloud mixtape. Like, uh-huh. that sounds like a great next step for me. Uh, definitely sounds like yeah, the kind of thing that, you know, before It's Almost Dry or during the concert, we're like, you know, you would think someone who has such a singular focus in his art, you would think he he would run out of steam by now, but he hasn't. No. I think like if he's going to keep that going, I think a mixtape's a great idea. I think that's a power move. Mm-hmm. I agree. You can stay within um, his comfort zone and expand, honestly, if you want him to, because a mixtape is a whole different format. You can flex it whenever you want to. Different yeah. styles, different beats, different choruses. You can yeah. kind of do whatever you want. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be bared down by a structure or a concept. Yeah. A lot of albums have to be wrapped up in a certain bundle. <coughs> They're products. Whether They're it be a concept not, or something like yeah. that. Mixtapes can be less commercial. Exactly. You can do whatever you want. You can speak bars on it if you want to. You can spend to a whole new pajama. Yeah. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but. This will pretty much be the first time in about ten years push it will be produced by anybody other than Kanye. If that if that actually happens, is that right? Because uh, well, Kanye produced. Almost dry split produce. 
Yeah. Oh so well, true. It's it's split produced, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, no. But, yeah. Uh, primarily. Yeah. Primarily. Yeah. For sure. Pusha T does a fair amount of features, though. So yeah, I I don't yeah. I don't see that. experience a good style or a good range of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess. Ooh, here's a good one. Who are some producers you'd like to see him work with? Because I have, I have mine locked and loaded. Griselda, Griselda, Griselda. Derringer, Derringer, Derringer. Right now, Derringer. Alchemist, Alchemist. West Side Gun, Push a T. West Side Push. Like, could you, you imagine getting do 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 and yak on the same album? Like, could you imagine hearing both of those ad libs? The world would end. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> but is that what you, you want who- too, or are you just making fun of me? Every single artist we've talked about is just like Griselda, Score with you, Griselda. <laughs> Load it up. <laughs> you know, you know who I'd actually really like to see. Put, uh, put produced by who is uh, working on dying. I'm unfamiliar. Cool. Working on dying is the the Philly collective that did most of Eternal Take and um, oh, also, that's a good production. Also, also the previous project for Uzi. So Love Is Rage Two, I think they did a lot of. Oh, I liked both of those. Okay. That's I'm cool. That. That's cool. I, hey, I would I, like, I would very I much mess with that. Work. Yeah. What What if? I'm just saying, like, this is more of, like, a label, like, maybe a label you could do a deal with and less of a producer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he wants his fan base to be more like J. Cole. Oh, my God. Do a Dreamville album. Hey. Hey. Could you imagine okay. a, a, a Pusha T. J. Cole beat, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was thinking, like, uh, how familiar are you both with Faith, the second official Pop Smoke album? Not very. Second official Pop Smoke? So it was the one that came out. Right. So Faith is the second one. It's the one that came out last year, technically 2021. And Push had a line on We Made It, the song, where he basically, he's he's featured on that. That album featured like everybody. But he says, um, basically, Tyler... Drop the album of the year for now. Call me if you get lost. Uh, but the crown is only for a king. They're trying to place it on a clown. Talk about to drop. Real trap will stick in town. So I oh, never heard if there was... That's a diss track. I know. And that's what I've been thinking is like, there oh. hasn't been anything actually said about it in public. But I remember how public the, the Khaled Tyler thing was in 2019. I wonder would yeah, they be that was a big together. Deal. That was a big deal. Yeah, and like, also the biggest L I've ever seen. I was going to say, I, I, agree. I don't say but, DJ Khaled seriously. Push no, the no, I do. But, uh, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, yeah. I wonder if they'd be willing to work together again, given that. Because it was never, I never saw the public address. I don't think Tyler ever responded to it. It just kind of was. That's interesting. I have no idea. But that's I not like to Tyler go back has to. enough to deal with, just because, like, Fact. Tyler the Creator has played this role of being the outsider become trending while doing so mm-hmm. um and i think that lays or that applies his own heavy burden on his own career he's already yeah. had to deal with dj cali i feel like he didn't have time or maybe maybe not even like notice 
that Pusha yeah. T was putting out a diss track about him. Because typically, and when you think of Pusha Street beef within the last couple of years, it's, it's very yeah, and it's very out yeah. in the open. And right. bad news, bad news for Pusha T because unfortunately, Call Me If You Get Lost was, in my opinion, certainly album of the year over Faith, and also deserved the Grammy. So you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. kind of is what it is. That one was deserving. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, oh, n- another producer who I would love to see a full Pusha T project with. Uh, Metro Boomin. Ooh, agree. I was it's just hard that. to ever say no to Metro Boomin. I know, but I feel I, I know. I know it's like a generic one, but like, come on. What about Pierre? <laughs> Pierre be good. I Pierre like Pierre. More? Hey, Pierre dropped an album last year. I listened to it. I, yeah. I liked it a little bit. It it wasn't top ten, so let's not push it, but. It was pretty good yeah. for for like a producer album. It's him, it's Louis, and then it was um, Metro Boomin. Yeah. All our heroes were Curbs. Yeah. So, God, uh, this is such a, Capes was the best one. This is such a stretch and not at all relevant to this conversation necessarily. But you know how like the past two main Frank Ocean projects have had under three thousand verses. Yeah, I would yeah. kill. I would kill to see a Frank song with a push verse. I would love to see that. Yeah. I don't even know how that would come together. Yeah, sure that's, the, that's the only thing. It's like, you know, you put two artists of that caliber in, yeah. in a room, something good's going to come of it, but I can't imagine what it could be. But there's, Is there's, your heart broken? But, Sell cocaine. Yeah. But here's a... <laughs> that's what I did. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, but I, I just... Transitions nicely to like the I, I, the question I want to ask you to, and then we'll probably give the grade and wrap it up. Uh, I definitely think Pusha T is talented enough to take his music in a completely different direction, but I have a hard time imagining what that direction could be. Do you guys have thoughts on that? Do you think he's going to stick on the same style he's been refining for the last decade? Do you think we're going to get a reinvention now that he's leaving good music? What's going on? And what do you think that's going to be? Do you have a preference? What's up? For me personally, Pusha T, I don't know how he does it, but he is one of the most consistent artists there is. 100%. Uh, not, not even within hip-hop, just any genre. Pusha yeah, T has delivered within the same concept, within the same style, while branching out slightly for I don't know how many years now. Um... I don't think there's been a single album that he's dropped where people have challenged him or pushed back on him within in terms of quality of what people he can didn't produce like, or can grow drop. People didn't like the last clips album. It was pretty negatively received, but that's like a whole other story. Yeah. Right. But that's like years ago now. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like also 25, like a dual 25 years album. Yeah, that's Fox exactly. like that that was me like being a baby. <laughs> Yeah. So well, the fact that the fact that he's got malice back or no malice back and he's actually on tracks and the clips performs together, I think it's like worth mentioning. It's just like not everything has always been smooth sailing, but definitely like yeah. This, yeah. Do you think maybe we see more to wrap it stuff? That would be I, sick. I, I would no love idea. to see that. Yeah, I'm I'm not against it, but I have no idea how to even lead towards that being yeah. the, the movement going forward. I, I just feel like if he stays within his bubble, his bubble is wide enough and well commercialized enough for him to be successful in producing very strong, very consistent, very structured in terms of 20 to 30 minute albums with all quality. Every single line drops, every single line delivers. 
I have no problem with him being one of the few artists that stays within his comfort zone, if I'm being honest. I agree. I, I think if there's an artist where I'm okay with it, he's he's the he's it. I agree. I'm also okay with it. But I think that if he were to branch out, whether it's in terms of musical style and or like maybe it's even just like who he who produces him or even the subject matter, anything that he does do in that way, you know, we're coming to a point where we're looking at an industry post Kanye who kind of built his career in a way. Exactly. Right. So th there's, there's, there's a, an opening in kind of like the the forefront of pop culture figures and hip hop, you know, who could fill that? I think push it if he plays his cards, right. Could do it. If he, you know, makes this stuff a little more masculine. That's if, a, if he makes, if, if we need push a T's graduation, push a T's graduation, yeah. that'll do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I like the idea, but we're asking a lot. We are. We are. Look, I agree. It's yeah. not. Graduation it's not is not something yeah. to take lightly. Yeah, that's no, totally no. fair. Kanye yeah. West, as terrible as he's been in the recent news, Kanye West's career is not something to take lightly. Yeah, it's agree. not agree. easy yeah. to achieve these. Yeah, no, it's it's post Kanye West, but there's a reason why it's before and after. Like, right. yeah, yes. So agreed, yeah. let's let's do a grade, and then also, I guess Purvis, ask the question. Ask the question. I know you're gonna ask. Is it a classic? <laughs> it's just, look, it's a simple yes or no. We don't have to die to be. Is it a classic, Brandon? No. Is it a classic, Jasper? Yes. I'm gonna go with yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say yes because. It's almost dry, and I think it's the best album, and Pusha T deserves a classic album. I, yeah, I get, I get that. My only thing is, I think, there, I think I might like It's Almost Dry more. Like, I, I think there's something to be said about the fact that It's Almost Dry is a lot more sprawling, has a lot more of a narrative arc, and is equally as trim, equally as, mm -hmm. uh, as aggressive you know like as i would say there despite it having almost two songs short of double the tracks i think there's just as much fat and it's almost dry as this album and okay. you know so like really i that's why i don't like is it a classic as a yes or no question because i think the question is like i don't know i gotta wait and see, because it's almost dry. It's less than a year old. I certainly can't give that a classic. I, I, Clearly, I, it's not almost dry yet. It's not almost dry yet. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's just in it's the true. in the presence of that Loki. If we were talking a year ago, I probably would have said yes. Like before, almost dry. Before it's out. almost dry, I would have said yes. Now I'm saying no. Just, okay. Because. Like I said, like artists that are so focused like this, it's hard to have multiple classics. You know, Pusha T is not the only artist who this is true for. You know, yeah, yeah. Who's this focused? Who's zone this focused? Who has like this much, uh, this specific style? You know, someone like the, Kanye, the only person I can think of is like, and it's not to the same maybe quality, but Future. Future is very consistent yeah, in the one he drops off. Now, uh, does he have multiple classics? Yeah. That's up to debate. Another uh, run the jewels. I have the exact same issue with them. You know, perfect. I yep. I think as 
I think they have three saw. I think they have three albums that are better than most albums that are considered classics, but they're too similar for me to say that all of them are classics. Uh, I think they're in a very same position, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, that's, that's my argument. It has nothing to do with Daytona. It has everything to do with the larger context of his work. Okay. Well, considering everything, because this is one of the few deep dives that we go into where we can now say, where is this artist going next? Because we legitimately know. It's almost dry. It dropped. We all get to experience it. What do you grade this album now that you've gotten the... Uh, it's the, we're available to experience an actual album and its future yeah. albums. Oh, I give this an A plus is. on its own. I give I give it an A plus. So you still stand at A plus, A plus even 100%. after it's almost shot. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay. I don't think I don't think a second album affects its grade. Okay. You know, you take Jasper. I I agree. I mean, it's easily an A plus because for me, there's nothing that is almost dry does that expands upon or elaborates on daytona in a way that makes it better it's just more of this top tier style top tier you know use of subject matter and delivery for me so i don't think daytona is at all overshadowed in that way because it's not improved upon per se that's fair so with that being said then personally i'm not gonna say a plus i'm gonna say it's an a because i know this isn't pusher t's best because yeah. he was able to deliver on the exact same quality, on the exact same output, response from the community, and it's almost dry. And it kind of diminishes, I'm not going to lie, Daytona is clean. It's it's damn near a classic, like I said. But the fact that he's able to con do this at a consistent basis kind of takes a away from it. I feel like he's not really stressing everything or pushing everything that he can. I mean, I'm not going to tell you how to grade the album, but like, I guess my own philosophy is like, when we're talking about like a grade, it's like a, a grade in school. Like, it doesn't matter if you flunk the next test. If you get 100% of the questions right on this one, you're getting an A+. You know? It's so, true. I feel I agree. like so that's how I feel about this. Even though I don't agree with Jasper, I definitely think it's almost dry. Uh, expands on this in a, a quite a few ways that I don't want to get into because we're almost at two hours. Uh, yeah. But you know, I I definitely think like there's this is a a plus album. You know, once again, like the only thing that has like anything is like I couldn't quote uh, Rick the Rick Ross part to you. <laughs> that's that, that's it. That's it. That's as far as it goes. That's an A plus album to me. Like okay, you know, is I it a classic? We can settle at we'll A plus. See. I think we can settle at A plus. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm, I, I give it an A plus. All right, cool. Well, let's just jump into our recommendations and let's wrap it up. Cool, Jasper, do the honors. All right, two songs for recommendation. So I've got I got two interesting ones. Um, we were talking about EDM here, so I am going to change it up a little bit. Let me give you guys an EDM recommendation first, and then I'll give you something else that uh, I've got on the back burner. So my first recommendation here is going to be I Got You, I space got space the letter U. And it's by Duke DeMont. And it's just a hell of a track, kind of walks the lines between like, uh, vocalized electronic 
and then also almost like a kind of like chill uh, single. So I, I would say, you know, super unique. Didn't get a whole lot of love. Hasn't had a whole lot of love for a long time. It's an older song. I think maybe like 2011, 2012, but super solid. Definitely recommend. And then my my second one to take it. Oh, oh we do round robin. We do round robin. Oh, my oh, yeah. Easy, right, rookie. Right okay, I'm gonna recommend. Uh, this is a silly song. It's a rock song. Uh, do you know how I'm like usually like? Remember how the last two rock songs I recommend? It's like it's really silly, but then if you think about it, it's like serious. This isn't yeah. it. This is just full silly. Straight up. This this is the rock equivalent. <laughs> This is the, but it's so good. It is a classic. This is a classic song, right? It's from the early two thousands, and like the tone is, this is something you're supposed to sing along with and like laugh with it. It's called "I Believe in a Thing Called Love" by the Darkness. Okay. Like anyone who's even passively familiar with two thousands rock hits would know it. Um, Purvis, I am dying to know what you think about this song because it's just. The chorus is one of the catchiest choruses of all time. Okay. You know, and it's just, it's sing-along fun. I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, unless you're Patrick Keen, you probably don't know what that, this song is. So go listen to this song. That's put a lot of people on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I, I will check it out there. Um, my first song, Brandon, you probably know this, but... The game that I play the most is Rocket League, probably. I do know that, yes. Um, I, I see it put in hours into Rocket League now. It is kind of gross. Um, but to not to dwell on about the game, um, there is a famous um, professional player called Isaac App. His name is Isaac App. He went by the username of Turtle, Turtle uh-huh. um, like an actual animal turtle. Um, he was a professional player a couple seasons ago. He did retire. He now makes music. Really dope personality. Great person within the Rocket League community. He dropped a song recently, about maybe two or three days ago, called Tango. Uh, Tango, like dance. Um, fantastic song. I loved it. It comes with a music video as well that features like a mannequin. It's almost in a style. I hate to compare it to this person, but Jack Harlow, but a little bit better in my opinion. Okay. But it, I always love to support like the esports community, so I'm always gonna support them. I'm gonna throw in at Isaac App the song Tango. Okay. Jasper. Sure. Yeah. My my number two is taking it way back, 1982 or 83, I think, and it's a song by Tangerine Dream that was kind of a uh, a group that specialized in. I would describe it as kind of like ambient electronic and uh, I would say pretty ahead of their time, very like synth heavy, very kind of like 80s sound, but not in the kind of like aggressive synth that we associate now, kind of. It's not Outrun or anything like that. And they actually did the full soundtrack for the first kind of breakout hit film for Tom Cruise, Risky Business. And the song's called Love on a Real Train and it's from that soundtrack. But it's just a beautiful kind of like fades in, does its thing, fades out, and just like a really nice piece of instrumental music. And if I heard you correctly, I, I could be mistaken. You said it was like a movie soundtrack, right? 
Yeah, so this was one of the one of the more popular songs off of the soundtrack for Risky Business. Yeah, yeah. they did the entire soundtrack for the film. That dream, okay. dream is great. But yeah. I don't know if I've seen Risky Business. I'm gonna have to check it out. Oh, uh, it's a good it's one. on Netflix. It's a good one. Brandon. Okay. Uh, my next one. This is a weird one. Not weird. Kind of like artsy and underground. Uh, I'm recommending the song Soothsayer. Soothsayer by uh, Buckethead. Uh, Buckethead is an underground rock artist. He is a virtuosic guitar player. He is, uh, this is a nine minute long instrumental song. Uh, and is probably one of the most emotional songs I've ever heard in my life. This song brings me to tears at times. It is absolutely like mind-blowing how much raw emotion is in the guitar solos of this song. And once again, it's nine minutes long. It's a sweeping epic. And it's like insane how you don't get lost in it. It's just pointed in a way. And like it starts very simply and beautifully. And then it just builds to like a level of guitar playing that is like so overwhelmingly good. It like makes you less popular as an artist. Like. <laughs> It, okay. it, it is a that is a phenomenon that happens like with certain types of rock artists. They're at least so good that they do not appeal to a mainstream rock audience. Bucket has mm-hmm. this to the extreme. Uh, I don't know if you ever remember. Did you play Guitar oh, Hero as a kid? I like, did play Guitar Hero as a kid. Did you? This have, is a song on Guitar Hero. No, this song isn't. Uh, but on Guitar Hero Two, the hardest song in that thing was called Jordan, uh, which is. A song by Buckethead, written about Michael Jordan. <laughs> like, because fun fact, okay. Buckethead is like seven feet tall, and was a no one knows who he is, but there was a rumor that he was a semi-pro basketball player, and apparently Jordan he tr- he tried to walk on to the Bulls the same year that yeah. Jordan got drafted, and he didn't make it. So that's when he started playing guitar, like. So that's where that comes from. That's a story. Yeah, that's a story. That's not a story you would imagine a rock artist having. Like, not at all. That's pretty deep. <laughs> so yeah. props to. Yeah. Okay, but um, then I'll close it out. Then I've been going back and listening to a lot of Wally. Um, oh, so I went good! Back and listen, it's so good. Like, Dude. It, he's one of the artists that just does. I feel like he never gets the honor that he's due. No, not at all. But, but besides the idea that like he dropped Flower Lotus Bomb or Lotus Flower Bomb with Ambition in the entire album kind of slaps, he doesn't really get the justice that he's due. I agree. Um, the album that I particularly was looking at was the album about nothing, partially a mixtape that came out afterwards. One of my streaming. favorite. One of my favorite projects from that year. It's it's phenomenal in my opinion. Once again, um, I, I love that like his just love of the show Seinfeld led to a like, oh, yeah. like you have yeah. this ultra talented rapper who just loves Seinfeld. <laughs> it just works. And, and it's and it crazy how we can take so many sound bites and put it in as interludes, as introductions to choruses or whatever. 
Yeah. There's so much that he puts into it. You know, you it know, comes up perfectly. You know, he had a show on uh, some TV network introducing Seinfeld episodes. Really? Yeah, you could look it up. Like he would like, like it, they would play like all the reruns, and they would bring like they would do like a five minute thing with him like before it, where he talks like or like maybe a minute where he talks about like oh that I love this amazing. episode, which is like the coolest shit in the world. <laughs> wow. This, I- Obviously, this went deeper than I understood. I didn't yeah. even know all of that. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's, he's apparently a Seinfeld mega fan, which is hilarious to me. I just, hey, I, I already love that. Like, I watched a bunch of Seinfeld, and so I want to go back and properly watch Oh, it's watch so it. good. Seinfeld's one of the best sitcoms of all time. I feel like Loki, and these are shows that my dad likes, Seinfeld, Frasier, all of them, like, just perfect. Frasier's so, like, a very actually good show. go back and actually watch Sanford okay. and Son. There's a lot Amazing. of a lot of the '90s sitcoms don't hold up, but man, some of them really do. Fresh Prince, Fresh Prince totally holds up. Phenomenal, classic. Uh, but like I Friends, I don't think does. So, Friends, I'm for, not a favorite of anything with a laugh track. I'm not really a favorite of, but yeah. I know Friends and its like influence. Yeah, that's fair. So we're doing a special on TV shows next, right? It's going to be our next kind of. Oh, we could, here. yeah, we could. Like, if we have, I'm not opposed. We can if we have a, to do a TV if we have some slow news weeks, we could. I'm just gonna rant about yeah. Community. <laughs> oh, six seasons in a movie. Dude, I just finished rewatching it with my girl for the first time. Amazing, dude. I, when they when, Amazing, the, when the Community Amazing, movie sure. actually comes out because it's being made, you're gonna lose your mind. We're gonna do an episode. We're gonna do three episodes. <laughs> Yeah, before Chevy Chase dies. I refuse. If we have Childish Gambino on this show ever. Okay, if Childish Gambino comes back on the We are asking him exclusively. We are doing exclusively. Oh, the the rumor is that he's coming back. Like, Like, and the other thing that's big is they did a reunion during the pandemic. And he came back for the reunion. Okay. Yeah. So. Hey, I'm so. That's all I need okay. to hear. Uh, apparently, Donald and the people in the community are like very close. That's good. Yeah, it was so, kind of up in his upraising, so I'm glad yeah. that he like stays in tune with it. Yeah, it's so weird. Like if you go back and like you watch the episode where like Troy turns 21, and it's like it's so weird that like oh when the camera stopped rolling, he's working on the, uh, because of the internet. Like. Yeah. Like actually though. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, yeah, that's wrap it. everything back up. The song is One Time in Houston from the album, amazing album, amazing concept. But that's everything. Oh my god. Guys, this was a very long episode. We're sorry, Jasper. It is what how, it is. Yeah. T waits for no man. Yeah. How long is the episode? <laughs> Two hours. Okay. Well, we had a lot of news to get get through. We're gonna have to learn how to cut. <laughs> <laughs> or now that we have three people in the show, yeah. we're gonna have to learn how to shut the fuck up <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I don't think I don't think this was too that big because it's like two hours, but we gotta take all the cuts. <laughs> this out. was supposed to be a simple episode. Let, it let's was take simple. That into consideration. It was simple. We did, yeah, but how much prep time did you have to do? <laughs> Not much. Uh, I made the doctor maybe an hour. <laughs> all right. Well, let's sign out. <laughs> Guys, oh, yeah. it we was have great. Cameras now. Thank it was you, great. Everyone. Bye. I'm Shout not gonna out. wave. Fuck you. I'm in my room. Like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.
Oh, bye. Jasper says bye. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go.